Street. Scott Bauer, the CEO of Prosper Trading Academy, is joining us to uh, talk financial markets here and some of the eco data that everybody's waiting on. Scott, welcome. Good morning to you. And Thank you, Ben. Good morning. Good morning. We've been uh, starting off the show here this morning, just kind of pointing out how the markets are in a bit of a holding pattern. Bid, nonetheless, holding up near uh, above the July highs, uh, holding up near last week's highs, up around 4,200 for the ES, but limited in terms of ability to take out the June highs. Now, uh, you know, it seems like, again, the markets are waiting for this eco data to come out tomorrow, the CPI, and I guess as We've been talking with our guests this morning. I, I keep thinking uh, Tom Petty put it best. He was right. The waiting is the hardest part. In the waiting. <laughs> it absolutely is, Ben. And, and you get in a situation like this where every economic report, is the focus on it is like it's the, the end-all, be-all, right? Last week it was, it was the July jobs mm -hmm. number. Mm -hmm. This week it's CPI. And yet the market's going to do what the market does. So it is an important number. We know that it's going to uh, play into what the Fed's decision is ultimately going to be, but it's not the end of the world, yeah. right? The the number, unless it's a number that is so far off one way or the other, you know, unless we see like a, a nine and a half or 10% print or a, a seven and a half percent print on the other side, it probably is not going to make much of a determination or help the Fed decide what they're going to do. Now, the overall psychology perspective of what the market does and how the market reacts to that, that's a different story. But in terms of you know what the Fed is going to do, one data point, even though it's, it's such an important one, is not going to be the ultimate factor. You know, I think you bring up a good point there, Scott. It's just one piece of the puzzle. And even the jobs report Friday, way out above and beyond expectations, you know, in a seismic way, it created that intraday volatility, but nothing major in terms of, uh, exactly. you know, uh, um, really historic kind of follow through or uh, major momentum type move. Now, I guess I'm wondering, what are you telling your clients right now? Because it does seem like we have kind of dialed in on this, uh, uh, you know, very kind of short-sighted focus here in terms of eco data. How do you kind of steer them towards staying concentrated on the bigger picture? Absolutely. So, so two things, Ben. We take a position. We we are so close to the vest, meaning you know we're we're not looking for weeks or months from now. We're looking to trade very short term, keep things close to the vest, and then number two on a more macro basis. I am telling my clients, and we are we are going about it this way, that volatility is too cheap. Across the board, with everything going on in the marketplace, geopolitically, economically, whatever, however you want to look at it, the VIX, volatility is too cheap. So, you know, what I'm telling people is, you want to stay in the market for the longer term? Great. Buy that protection now, though, when it's cheap. Or if you want to just take a position, you know, buying some some downside to this marketplace, it's as cheap now as it's been in six to eight months or yeah. so. Could it go cheaper? Absolutely. But, you know, we always talk about you want to buy insurance when it's on sale. And to me, insurance is on sale right now. We've been looking at the VIX here. And if we could just pull this chart here in terms of hanging out around the $23 or 23 handle right now. And you can see the move off of the highs that we saw back in July. We were talking up around 30. And, uh, you know, pretty good reflection of what we're seeing here in terms of the indices Scott, um, you know, we were also talking earlier in the show about how the market seems pretty comfortable with, right now with rates that have kind of settled into this range. Uh, you know, it, it seems like, though, it wouldn't necessarily be settling 
uh, to see the market or rates break out to the downside right now because that'd be tied to some of the concerns about uh, you know the economy slowing ultimately and the Fed sort of uh, having to slow in terms of their uh, you know plan to raise rates ultimately or expectations that they'll be able to ultimately but we don't necessarily want to see rates to the upside right now as well so it seems like the market kind of in this goldilocks scenario if we continue to see data that is impresses earnings that are coming in better than expected for the most part and rates that remain in this range absolutely ben i think is you know the, the comfort range you're talking about we look at the 10-year if this thing hovers between 260 and 290 and that's mm -hmm. a wide range that is absolutely a wide range but that's kind of the comfort level that the market has accepted right now. The, the outlier to me, and, and what's amazing to me, that the market has rallied and sustained this rally, given the difference, given the two versus 10, the disparity there and how we have inverted so much. We're not just talking about, you know, two, three, four basis points. We got out to what, 35, 40 yeah, basis 40, points yeah. live here, yeah. right? So, so to me, it's really astounding that the market didn't react negatively to that. So it just tells you the mm. complacency that's out there right now and the acceptance of what is happening right now. Which kind of ties you back to your earlier point in terms of the VIX and uh, insurance being cheap. Absolutely. There's no question about it. And that, you know, maybe it's the summer trade. Maybe mm. it's just, again, mm. maybe it's just acceptance here. But again, We've been through this long enough, Ben. You've been in this business long enough. I've been doing this over 30 years. When you get the opportunity to buy something cheaply, and, and, and it, it, it's a double-edged sword here because I can't believe I'm saying the VIX is cheap at you know a 20-plus handle, right. but it's cheap, right? it's cheap right now based yeah. on where it's been. You well, got to do it. You, you just have to do it. You're you're speaking to that point from experience where we've seen it at nine, ten in the past. I mean, at the exactly. lower extremes. So, uh, I mean, in many ways, one argues, uh, you know, years ago that twenty was relatively elevated on the grind higher that we'd been seeing. Let's talk about uh, what all this means for the U.S. dollar ultimately, because when you're sure. talking about buying insurance, that is a product that we look to sort of as that fear factor component when things get a little bit. Uh, upside down. Oftentimes you see the dollar strengthen, and it had been for the most part, but it's lost its trajectory as of recent. Again, kind of uh, tying it back to rates, which have been in this range. Uh, the two have been very closely tied. Oh, no doubt about it. I mean, when we saw, you know, the dollar approaching, what, 108, 109, that was, you know, just a few weeks ago, yeah. and we didn't know what was going to happen there. Now we're seeing it settle in at around 106. So much uncertainty over the CPI print tomorrow, inflation. So much like we, we were talking about, you know, the 10-year maybe settling into that range of 260 to 290 or so, we've got the dollar in a range, probably 105 half to 108 is this range here. But you're right, everything, everything commodity-wise really has been trading upon where the dollar is. And as we've seen the dollar come off, we've seen gold approach back towards 1800. Mm -hmm. We've seen that firm up. So everything is really interconnected. Geopolitics here as well, Scott, uh, seem to have brought a little bit of a bid back into gold. It, it was a tense situation last week in many ways with the Pelosi trip to Taiwan, but it does yep. seem like there's kind of this lingering sort of a, a black cloud that's hanging over the region and U.S.-China relations at the very least. No doubt about it. And that, that also, Ben, really goes to the disconnect that I see in the marketplace that yeah. If you look just geopolitically here, typically yeah. when there's you know some tension out there, yeah. you see volatility elevated, which it's not. So you know so, something's going to give at some point, and and I think it's really we're we're going to see vol pick up. That doesn't mean I think that we're going to see the market sell off five ten percent, 
I'm not predicting that at all. But I do think volatility has to pick up to the intraday moves that we're seeing in the market. Yeah, some of these little brush fires potentially could uh, spark and become something a bit more. Scott, in terms of that, how, how concerned are you about the U.S.-China relations here and the de deterioration we've seen as of recent? Is this uh, one of the concerns or one of the uh, blips on your radar, so to say? It absolutely is. And listen, we, ho we hope that things just kind of settle down here. But this is real. You yeah. know, what happened yeah. is real here. And China yeah. going in and doing all these military exercises, yeah. It, it, it's real. So it is a concern. It is reason to want to have protection in the marketplace. We hope, you know, and pray that nothing comes of it, but it's not going away anytime soon. Yeah, rattling in the cage. What we're hoping for is that there's not some sort of an accident some, someplace or, uh, you know, some sort of a unintended consequence here. Uh, Scott, appreciate you joining us here. Solid breakdown this morning. Uh, and, uh, Scott Bauer is the CEO of Prosper Trading Academy, helping us talk financials and some of the bigger picture discussions here in terms of focal points for investors and traders. That's really what it's all about this morning. And